Have you ever gambled on anything? Maybe a lottery ticket or an office March Madness pool? Well, what about a four-figure pick six with two singles? A race to 10 ahead in one pocket with 50,000 on the light? No? Well, friends, you ain't never gambled. This is a show documenting the underground lives and careers of six professional gamblers. From the Ringer Podcast Network, my name is David Hill, and this is Gamblers. Follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, Bill Simmons here. Dave Jacoby is here. Every week we break down the challenge double agents on the Ringer Dish podcast. This is exciting. We're, we're getting some momentum yes. on the challenge Reddit thread. Um, there was a thread. The subject heading was, is anyone listening to the Ringer Dish episode recaps? And then the guy wrote, two guys in their 40s talking about the challenge is fucking hilarious. 30-minute <laughs> episode recaps each week. Highly recommended. I scrolled through. All the comments were were pretty positive, except one guy corrected him and he was like, Simmons isn't in his 40s, he's 51. But other than that, <laughs> First other of all, that, uh, it's not it's not two guys in their 40s, it's two guys in their 40s, and of course, one of the challenge stars, Nam. Every week Nam joins us. You just don't hear him because you know he's Nam. We should have figured out how to have Nam just his picture as the third yes. person on our Zoom. <laughs> we should. Well, also, I just want to mention you're not on Twitter, you don't look at your mentions anymore for good reason uh there's like a little back and forth early about how little we actually know about the challenge when we said that devin and west like weren't good friends and there's a part of me that they're like it just seems like they're like two guys that just watch the show it's like yeah yeah, yeah that's what we are like i don't do, I don't yeah. do extraneous research on this i haven't like, looked into backstories and i haven't been following on instagram like no no you're right like i am not an expert on this i watch the show and i talk to one of my good friends about it and we have some yucks and move on with our lives well here's the thing i was going to start with the best friends thing because we found out in this episode that Tori and Anissa are best friends. Everybody's best Everybody, friends on the everyone's challenge. Everyone's best friends. I, I just don't friends. believe that all these people are best friends. I don't believe Devin and Wes are best friends. I don't believe Tori and Anissa are best friends. They wrap up with Cam being like, everyone who's gone against each other in the, the elimination are best friends. The crater is just a magnet for best friends to turn on each other. And it's a great segue into the beginning of the segment, I mean, the story of the show, when we finally get Bessie returning after the violation of... His best friends, Corey and Nelson. Who he's then, only known for a year. And Corey says to him, and I quote, I misquote most likely, don't even use that word friends to me, man. He's like, don't even use the word friends. Don't you, that does not apply to this relationship anymore. Well, you had, ever since I've known you, you've had best friend Mike, who's literally yeah. his nickname is best friend Mike. That's what you yeah. called him. I take the term best friend really seriously. Yes. 
if somebody's your best friend, it's somebody you've probably known most of your life. So best friend Mike comes to visit Grantland and finds out he's being called best friend Mike. He pulls me aside and he's like, yeah, I don't really like that. So he's not even, even my best friend Mike is not my best friend. So I started calling him former best friend Mike. That's how seriously <laughs> this title should be taken. Yeah. Well, the thing I don't get is usually people have best friends forever. On the challenge, your best friend is somebody that you were on a challenge with a year and a half ago and you you really bonded in Venezuela or Iceland. And now this is your best friend in the world. How yes, can you have friend. Wes as your best friend in the world? I just don't believe it. <laughs> I don't care what the evidence is. Yeah, there's no such thing. Wes has no best friends. He's incapable no. of that sort of a relationship. I don't think he's capable of best friendship. Anyway, so we get back to the house. Everyone teams up on Fessy. Nelson mm. gives him a major guilt trip. And then Josh comes in. And I got to say, I was disappointed. I thought Josh was going to cry. I kept expecting him to be pulled away by three girls. I kept tipping over like a water cooler. Uh, He just was like babbling. And Fessy was like, basically, shut up. You're scared to go into every challenge. And just shut. And then Josh is like, oh, fuck. He's kind of on to me. And he he backed off. But before he joined the conversation, Josh goes, it's going to be really hard to keep my cool around Fessy. It's like, Josh, it's hard for you to keep your cool around like a roast beef sandwich. It's hard for you to keep your cool like in a bathroom with a stranger. It's like, it's not hard for you to keep your cool in this particular instance. Like, it's hard for you to keep your cool, cool, full stop, end of sentence, that end of sentiment. Well, so Fessy and Josh, it seems like they're going head to head there for a second. This is like Iran versus Iraq. Who are you rooting for? Is there, are you just yeah. rooting for both of yeah. them to fight to the death? When- and also, I'm exposing my geographic ignorance here. I don't really know the difference. Like, they kind of look the same and sound the same. <laughs> yeah, they. well, I guess Josh's voice is a little bit deeper. Yes. Right? He, he's almost yeah. calling the Andre the Giant voice. And to be and fair, fe- there's probably bigger differences between Iran and Iraq than Josh and Fessy, but I'm just not that educated. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it didn't go the way I thought. So then the the... We get into a little cat fight with the rookie girls. The rookie girls decide we're going to band together. It's always amazing that they never realize this on any of the challenges. Yeah. All the newcomers should be like, hey, they're going to pick us off one at a time. We should all band together. We can swing the game. On Survivor, they realize really quickly how to swing the numbers. On the challenge, the people show up. They never understand the concept of numbers. They just want to go to the nightclub, get drunk, and then they're completely blindsided when they're going in. This was when when they got together and they're like, wait a second. So like there's a vote. And in that vote, they have to get some sort of like a majority together. Perhaps we as a group, as a unit, could sort of just try to sway this majority. And the light bulb goes off and you're like, yeah, you probably should have been doing this for like the last 20 seasons of this show. The last right. 20 seasons of this show. The numbers are the numbers. Survivor's a great example because I haven't watched that one for a while. It's like they're all doing the numbers in their head at any given time. And there's usually one swing vote, which is how these things normally play out. But the rookie girls got to hand it to them. Great week for them. They fight. It, they actually seem like they've seen previous seasons of the show. Unlike a lot of the times when rookies go into this, it seems like they never knew what was going on. So Big T, who had a great episode, was arguably the MVP. Oh, easily the MVP. I mean, Nam was the MVP, obviously. But well, Nam's always the yeah, MVP. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a, the non-Nam yeah, it's a, it's, MVP. It's like LeBron. You can't vote for him. The narrative. Yeah, I get it. Big T's like, I want to take out Tori, which is smart. Tori's, you know, one of the best females. Tori's got a lot of political capital on both sides. She's friends with people. Um, she's happy to snake whoever, and she smartly realizes, let's take her out before she tries to take us out. We get to the daily challenge, whatever it's called. And TJ issues a security breach. 
the security, the, the double agent jargon has gone way too far in this show. Yeah, it's like, are this we supposed like, to know what this means? <laughs> it's like, guys, breakfast has been compromised. I've got, I've got security <laughs> detail on this next challenge. It's just like, you've got a new mission. It's like, wait, what is this jargon? What theme are we going with? It's yeah. like, this is, I understand theme parties, but this, this theme has been stretched way too far, TJ. So Natalie has to leave the game. We have no idea why. It's not really explained. Nope. And it's, like, it's Kyrie. She, she seems Kyrie, good she, with it. She's Kyrie Irving. She wouldn't get back to TJ. She's been reaching out to her. They can't she, get her on the gone. phone. She's, she's on a breach. Zoom call with Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> yes. um, the, I'm guessing she had maybe some... <laughs> I forgot the Cynthia Nixon angle. <laughs> I think she's maybe had a family thing. Maybe it was a COVID thing and they didn't want to talk about it would be oh, yeah. my guess. I'm fully guessing out loud that his family member with COVID, she didn't feel right like hanging off a cliff trying to, you know, win the, the security breach double agent challenge while there's some serious things going on back home. So she left. That's I'm assuming that. We know it was something legit because TJ hates quitters. And she wanted to be there. She had that look in her eye, like from the yeah, very I'll first elimination. And she won the first elimination. She had that look in her eye, like, I like this. They're not going to have me back on Survivor for a while. I like this new life of mine. So they make up two different things during this segment. One is that there's a security breach. that We, <laughs> we don't know what that is. And then Natalie's gold skull is just going back in the game. Like, is there a rule book? Do we go through? It's like, <laughs> no. so if somebody leaves their gold skull, can she, like they also could have made a rule like Natalie now gets to give her gold skull to any competitor. And she could have just bestowed her gold skull. They could have done that if they wanted, if they knew Natalie was close with like Lolo and they want to keep Lolo in the game. And it's like, hey, let's make up this rule. I'm always, I never know how they come up with the rules. They do it. They do it for their best outcome for how the TV show is the best, I imagine. But I'm thinking if I'm a Lolo, like wouldn't you just want to collect every gold skull and just walk through the final? Like, is that, do you transfer the gold skull if you beat them? Because we can literally, in theory, have like just Lolo against no one in the finals and she just like rides a tricycle through it. And, and she could have, yeah, puzzles. six gold skulls. You're right. So um, so it's like, cool, there's going to be a replacement. And somehow they bring Ashley back in because TJ comes up with a third rule, which is since you eliminated Ashley, she now gets oh. to come back because you're leaving the game. It's like, oh, is that a rule? Hey, we didn't know that rule either. Another one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. I did a lot with my sports team. I was like, well, we beat the Nets, and then the Nets beat the Lakers, so the transferable powers mean that we are better than the Lakers, like that sort of thing. They have another terrible challenge. Did you? No. First of all, I disagree. Not a terrible challenge. Okay? Disagree. Wholeheartedly disagree. Well, can you're I make my case wrong. where I was a terrible challenge? Sure, and then, I can be, then after I make my case, you have to honestly admit that you're wrong when you're wrong. I didn't understand the rules. I thought it was super confusing. I didn't understand why they were pulling up the rope. I didn't understand the point of if you finish the rope first, what was it? it just wasn't explained well. The whole concept of holding on to your teammate as long as possible was cool. I liked that part. But the rope, and I, I just thought it was confusing. Shit. I was confused. Can I tap out? Can I tap out of the argument? <laughs> Can I tap out? Well, fundamentally, I, I, I don't, I don't understand the rope. If holding on to your teammate as long as possible in, a, in an aesthetically amazing place is what they wanted to do. But the rope part, I'm like, is the rope attached to their rope? That was what it's, I didn't it's get. Complete, I, it's a completely I, insignificant part of the challenge. They might as well have had to like do a TikTok dance because it had nothing to do with the second step of I the challenge. I think it was like making their arms tired. Zoe and I, we're arguing about why the rope's there. We're not even watching the challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if the challenge is just hold your partner as long as you can, why couldn't that have been the challenge? Why do we That's need the, the rope? Challenge. It was very aesthetically pleasing. That's why I liked it. I like the cinematography aspect of it. It was a beautiful challenge. It really was. But there's also, there's two heats. So if you're Jay and you're holding on to Teresa, 
And you're just like doing it for extra time. And it just so happens that CT is holding big T and they win by exactly five seconds when at the end of it, he counts five, four, three, two, one. Something tells me that there was some communication going on there about how long it would take for them to actually overtake Jay and Teresa. I don't understand the rope part. The rope like they could have no been sense. like finish this pig skull and then hold your partner. They could have been anything. anything. It could so have been what, anything. what was fun could, about watching people like, pull a rope? Find a worm and dig a worm out of the ground and then hold your partner. Like they're completely they're, there's no relation between those two events except they looked kind of cool. Listen, you made the key point. The cinematography it looked like yes. a cool challenge, and yes. that has been the flaw of this year's challenge season. Whoever's in charge of it just cares about how the shit looks because obviously they're trying to get like a movie deal out of this where it's like. Can I direct the next Terminator? Here's 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 my clips. This yeah. is I, the season episode five of the challenge. Look how cool this looks. Over just like what's good like Rivals two. I was watching that one recently, and they have the challenge where it's like your partner. You have one partner dangling over the water, and the other partner, and it's like match game. It's like uh, Johnny Bananas thinks this person's the hottest person in the house. And yes. the other person's like, Perfect. uh, Nani. It's like, yes. And Johnny doesn't get dropped. Or it's like- 100% on board. Somebody is the trashiest person in the house. He said it was Anissa. I and then they cut it. It's like, yeah, it was Anissa. Perfect. Remember that? That was an awesome challenge. Bring that back. Why are we not paid consultants for this franchise yet? I mean, we've been lobbying for the position for 10 years. Now. First of all, that should be a staple in every challenge because some, some good stuff comes up from it, right? Yes. Absolutely. Who has the best body in the challenge? Oh, it's Nani. And then it's like they cut to Nani and she's kind of like, oh, so I'll be seeing mm, you okay. later, baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, I, wait. I, I'm also, it's also like, but they, they weren't aesthetically pleasing, but they had they made for a better story. And then people would yeah. be, be, be mad at each other afterwards. And then maybe they'd hook up afterwards. It was a catalyst for more content, which is something that they should consider. I 1 million percent agree. And like, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. But the, the well, final. Did, so you don't think pulling rope through no, a, a I, weird I, I, hole dra draws the argument. same kind of. Uh, okay. I tapped out of that argument. Thank you. you win. Wait, you win. Before we leave, trying. we got to mention Fessy choked like he always does. Who no. Fessy was like a minus 500 favor in this. All you have to do is hold your fucking Fessy partner. Was hold, it was holding He's like a newborn five, baby. Two, 70. It, was like, it was like Michael Jackson holding a newborn baby off a balcony. It was like the easiest thing in the world. Couldn't even handle it. And, and then also, no, my favorite part is um, our co-host, Nam, and he'll weigh in in a second. He goes, he's like, and, and now I'm just trying to be like a, like a stone or a rock. Nam, you are stone. Like, like right. you, you, you don't have to try to be stone. You are a stone human being. You are a statue, a great looking statue, but you do not need to put any mental or physical effort into being a statue. You're already there. So you mentioned, Nam, this is the episode. They, they've, this is the fifth episode. I think as they're doing this, so they're, they're taping this as it's going along, but they're also probably cutting the episodes on the oh, fly. Yeah. And I think at some point, they're cutting the first two episodes and somebody in the editing room goes, yo, is Nam kind of funny or is it just me? They're like, what do you mean? He doesn't talk. It's like, yeah, but that's what's funny about him. And they have a whole thing about with Nam and they're like, man, Nam's kind of like an untapped gem. So now they're filming episode five and they tell the person who's running the show, like, hey, let's have a Nam confessional. And, the, yep. and that person's like, I mean, Nam doesn't fucking say anything. We we shouldn't do that. I'm like, no, no, trust me. Just get him talking. It'll play. It'll play. Now yeah. I'm talking. It's like Schwarzenegger and the Terminator. We just did on the rewatchables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like, just let Nam say stuff. It's gonna be good. It's gonna play. It's gonna play. And, and, and needless thing is, to say, it played. He had a two-sentence soundbite. He had a two-sentence soundbite in this episode. I didn't know it was possible. 
You know, it's kind of like when Russell Wilson averaged a triple double. It's like, I didn't know it was possible, but it happened right in front of me and I saw it. But you could also tell it was like take 35. You know, just yeah, like, it's okay, like, be Nom. more animated now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Saturday Night Live. They have like cue cards at some point. Like, this is what we need you to say now. He doesn't have original ideas, but he can deliver your ideas if given enough time. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We get to the nightclub. Another awful party scene. Awful. I, I can't believe... I, I may or may not be watching Rivals 2 right now. The party scenes in Rivals 2, it's like these are party scenes. People are standing on chairs doing shots. Yeah, people like are Project dirty X. dancing. People are making <laughs> out. Like people are going at it. This should be like, they should have like a non-alcoholic beer sponsor for these party scenes. They're going, it's dark, everybody's sad. People are just like doing strategizing. It's like, who? where are the shots? Do they not have shots this season? Well, they, they, it's like a serve. There's like a folding table with like some. Remember they brought over to Queen Tea the the white wine. You could tell it was like barefoot. You know what I mean? It was like barefoot yeah. Pinot Grigio. It was Terrible. just like it was a twist off bottle. The whole. The, I understand that they can't go to a local establishment that has the energy that a normal party does with strangers and music, but they could do better than this. Like they can do better than this. Well, it's like. You know, where they, where they have like the Maxim used to have the Super Bowl parties and they would fly in the hundred people, mm-hmm. like the hundred models to just kind of stand around and yes. do whatever they did. And they're getting paid to just basically have a good time. They should have put 25 good looking people, male and female, Stock had the done the whole quarantine process with them and just brought them in for the nightclub scenes. Stock the pond. Stock the pond. Yeah. Why not? Great idea. Because- Great idea. Whatever the whatever the vibe is, it's just not good. They, I guess the one good thing is we found out Tori and Anissa are best friends. Mm-hmm. It was, the whole party scene was Queen T holding court, great wig, sparkly jewels all over her face. She's got like a tiara. I mean, Queen T was, was she really carried this episode. There's, there well, we is forgot no to mention how great was she was in- with CT when he dropped her. And she had that look in her face like she trusted yes. CT. She was terrified. There was like, they had kind of oh. a moment. I love CT and Big T as a, as not just a romantic couple, but just as like as a as a a content couple. 
Just do as you think they people. make out during this season? No, not at all. But the way that the way that CT hugs her when they're doing the post game, like sort of wrap up as winners, it's just it just seems like there's real genuine love between those two human beings, and I I absolutely absolutely love their love. Well, we have the vote. Anissa gets the ha- Anissa gets the house vote, and Big T power plays it to rig it so Tori's going in because they're best friends. You want to best pit, friends. You want to pit together best friends. In the, uh, in the final challenge against each other. It was it was a big T plan launched earlier in the season between Gabby and Amber B. And I think Teresa was in there for some reason. But my favorite part is Gabby's interview. It's just like, yeah, Tori's just kind of a bitch. Like, she doesn't, like, look at me when I talk or respect me in any way, shape, or form. So I'm throwing her in. It was like, oh, okay. Like, this isn't really strategic. Yeah, Those would be like my her. reasons. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yes. I don't, <laughs> don't I, like her. Yeah. Fessy yeah. ate my PB&J. I'm, I'm throwing them in. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual challenge was, was throwing, throwing bombs against the skeleton wall. This was a good challenge. It seemed hard. It seemed hard to pull the thing and not and disagree. Have the have the bombs come over. It seemed hard to actually throw the bombs up. And if you're not in shape, which Anissa is not, Anissa had a ten nothing lead. And as soon However, as Tori was able to get the bombs out, I felt like Tori was going to win. Yeah, there was clearly some PA that like set up one cart and like made a mistake on the second cart. Like it should not have been so easy for Anissa to get the balls out of the cart and so difficult for Tori. That was clearly some sort of like rusty hinge type of a problem or whatever. But I, I will, I, I like challenges when they're not competing adjacent to one another, when they're literally physically competing against one another. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of the time when it's a race, when it's any sort of race where they don't touch, I'm out. I want them to, to, to physically have to fight. And there might be a puzzle involved or like climbing or this or that. But I want them to like, I want them to affect each other's performance, not just by being next to it. Rivals 2, which I might be the pinnacle of this franchise. I'm not sure. I'd have to really think about it. But they had some awesome challenges. And one of them was the two teams against each other where it was like a football game. It was like the hall brawl game. But it was two guys and then the other two are basically the running backs and they have to get through the blockade and try to ring the bell first. So they basically made it a two on two hall bro thing. That actually could be a sporting event. It's, it was so great. And they only, it was the best two out of three. It should have been like a best five out of nine. It's incredible to watch. And Leroy and Ty end up losing because Ty's about to get it and then gets tackled. And then Jordan ends up finally breaking through and he gets it. But uh, I'm with you. I like when the, you actually have to fight each other versus the side-by-side competition. I'm yes, with you. But this this was a good side-by-side competition. But again, I think they're going aesthetics first. Like, it did look cool. It did look cool. But at the end of the day, like, Anissa should not be beating Tori in that. There was something, like, wrong with the actual cart, which kind of set Tori back. Because once she did get the balls out, and they also broke all the rules. Like, they had these lines on the ground. I don't know if you saw this. They, yeah. Neither of them were, 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 like, abiding by any of the rules that were laid out. But who really cares? But one thing I had to point out, which was a low-key interesting part, is Leroy voted for himself in the vote. Because he actually, he's like, I'm going to burn a vote on myself. It's like, no, no, you're voting your own partner in, expecting her to lose. Oh, he 100% did that. Leroy is super political this season. Yes, he wanted he Anissa to go in. He knew it was a female thing. So, Tej, if you're going to run his final... He also has the ability to change the rules. I think what I think what they'll do to swerve it at some point is people think it's a girls' final and it's not. It's actually Ooh. no. We're running the men's final back to back here, 
And so when Leroy does something like that, not realizing, oh, they're going to swerve it on me. It's going to be a men's final. That would be the danger, right? Or you could do a partner's final. Um, there's something wrong with the numbers. There's no reason, unless security was really breached and Ashley actually breached security, never left Iceland and broke her way into a car and drove up to the, the challenge. Unlikely. But they, they clearly had some numbers wrong. You know what I mean? So they needed the numbers. So they've got a set plan that they're trying to execute. But I think that would be great if they did a flip-flop for the male-female because we knew it was going to be female. So Leroy literally voted himself in knowing that it wouldn't actually be himself. It would be part. I had a hot conspiracy take about the Natalie thing. You? So, all right, it's COVID. They're filming this during COVID. Everyone's quarantining for a couple weeks before they're on the show. Uh, Ashley gets voted out on the first episode. And I'm going to say it's like, how many days does each episode cover? Like two? Three, yeah. Two, or two three. three, something like that. So this is the fifth episode. Eight or a nine two, days really. have passed. <laughs> Let's say eight days have passed since Ashley got voted out. Why is she still there? And why is she available to come back right in? Here's my conspiracy theory, Jacobs. You're going to like this. Nat they knew Natalie had to leave after episode four but they wanted to establish her and grab some of the survivor thing. And she's like, look, I can only be on the show the first four weeks. They're like, cool. Well, you know, we'll figure out how to get you Wes as a teammate. You'll either establish win in the first you. one or you lose, but either way, we'll establish you the first four, then you'll leave and we'll replace you with whoever you knocked out or whatever. So they just basically have Ashley on ice knowing Natalie's going to leave. I think that's what happened. When she came out of the car, my first question was, did she fly away from Iceland? Right, because then you have to she you have to quarantine again, she, get tested yeah, again. We're, we're like far away. Also, don't remember like that. I'm sure they shot this in June or whatever. I could probably look at them and find out. But like, you're not flying around the country like willy nilly at th this point of 2020. So if she did fly home and then fly back, she would have to quarantine again. And if she was still there, what is Ashley doing for seven days in Iceland by herself she, in the middle of a pandemic? This is why my theory is correct. I think Natalie had a hard out after the fourth episode. Interesting. If she ends up on like an all-star, all-star version of Survivor that taped, we could like figure out that she actually pre-committed to Survivor, her true love, and then left early. And I have another theory just to add some more most likely not true theories on top of your most likely not true theory. Yeah. Ashley has a romantic relationship with someone who works on the show, so doesn't fly back, ends up in staying on that oh. like cameraman or AP's hotel room, but they're all quarantined together, so she never truly breaks quarantine. Also explains what the hell she did in Iceland for seven days in the middle of a pandemic. So it's one of those two. Either they had her on ice because they knew Natalie was leaving, but I, it just doesn't add up how she was just so available to come flying back and, the, and yeah. how ambiguous they were about all of it. Natalie has to go. She has to go home. We're not going to tell you why. Like, yeah. even, we know more about why Kyrie is not playing for the Nets than we know about why Natalie had to leave. So Anissa is a plus 500 underdog heading into that challenge and wins oh, it. Yeah. Tori's out. Natalie's out. The road has been paved for our girl Lolo and our guy Nam, who are now who I'm rooting for, even over Leroy at this point, just because at least to make the final, because I don't want Nam to leave the show. No, I don't want not to leave the show. And I, 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 the more exposure I get to Lolo, the more I like her. I like Lolo. When Me she too. wore the track jacket to like when we decide who we're voting for, she's like, just so in case you forgot, I am a, I am an Olympic level athlete in multiple disciplines in multiple different types of Olympics. I want you to have Lolo on the Jalen and Jacoby show, so Jalen can tell her at some point, like, ah, oh, you look great today. I like how you look, and then 
50 minutes later during a commercial, Lolo's like, Jalen, what's going on with us? <laughs> As I think you give Lola one compliment and she thinks that oh, you're yeah. in a relationship. Oh no, no, no. She'll be like, um, Jalen, what are you? No, not like what's going on with us. It's like, what are you doing married to Molly? Like she'll yeah. go there. She'll be yeah. like, so she goes further down the road. She's like, so when are you and Molly getting divorced so we can be together? Cause obviously there's some chemistry between us. <laughs> they, they mentioned that like Nam and Lolo being like kind of boyfriend, girlfriend, someone made that maybe it's a joke reference or whatever. Nah. So there might be some romance going in there behind the scene, but there's definitely, definitely bathroom sex going on between Fessy and Tori. Definitely bathroom sex. At one point, Fessy's like, I can just look at her and she looks at me and we know what each other's thinking. It's like, first of all, Fessy, I can look at you and I know what you're thinking, which is just nothing. Right. right? There's, there's, there's not a lot going yeah, on. Not, not, not a huge puzzle to figure out. But like, I really think that there's something romantic going on, like away from cameras between those two. And she's in a relationship, so she's hiding it really well. So apparently Tori was on a podcast tour last week, um, basically saying she didn't she didn't cheat on Fessy that, or, or she was on a break with Jordan and chat, oh, whatever oh, there. Yeah. We'll yeah, stay yeah, away yeah. from that. Uh, the two things that happened after this was Anissa stole Fessy back, which was awesome. I loved it. He <laughs> the was, way he, he came down. It was just great. He deserved it. We hate Fessy. And then Casey grabbed our guy Leroy back. Yep. And I have them. This will, is where we'll end. I have Leroy and Casey as the number one favorites now. I My top five, Leroy, Casey, Kyle and Killer Cam, Nam Lolo, Fessy and Nisa, and then then it kind of goes to the CT Big T Corey Ashley range. The, uh, I think Leroy's the favorite again. I love Leroy, but I have to put Nam and Lolo at the number one spot. I just think Lolo's going to melt down. It's too. It's she a political is. game. It's too easy to trigger her. But that's fine. But at some point, you have to get her in the crater. Like you have to beat either her or Nam in the crater. And I just don't, I just don't see it happening. And then you have to beat him in the final. I don't see that happening either. Well, Fessy has to now figure out a way to get rid of Anissa because she has a gold skull. He has a gold she skull. She has a gold skull. He is yeah. now tied to her the she rest has, of the no, way. No, she specifically has Natalie's gold skull to TJ's final. He made that clear. He's like, you see Natalie's gold skulls up for grabs. It's like, TJ, you're not fooling us into like making this seem like any of this is really well thought out or right. there's any sort of rules. The only thing, the only rule is that you have to run his final. Yes. So, sole possessor of the final. So, Fessy's going to have to figure out how to sidle up to whatever female wins a future challenge. So, they will oh. then steal him. Yeah. And now his girl Tori's out. The problem that would have been the natural candidate. So, I don't know who else. Big T's not going to leave CT. The challenge is whenever you start a sentence with Fessy needs to figure out, like whatever comes after that, <laughs> I just kind of like stop listening. You know what I mean? Right. It's like if Fessy needs to figure out the sequence of letters in the alphabet, I'm like, maybe, but like that's going to be tricky for him. And then Corey's making wrong. a big deal about how he's going to get his revenge on Fessy. I just want to remind Corey, I don't know if you know this, Jacoby, he's got some, he's got family to worry kids about. He's got some kids, kids at, at home. home. Kids at home. I heard he's, he's got doing kids this home. for his kids. And don't let revenge pull your eye off the prize, Corey. Corey's, Corey's definitely like, I can't wait to get revenge. And I'm, I'm just going to take him out. And then there's a part of it. I know like in Corey's heart of hearts, it's like, yeah, but. I hope it's kind of like a puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, like Corey's like, I can't wait to get revenge on you. It's like, well, Fessy does outweigh you by 60 pounds. So uh, I don't know. I don't know, Corey. Before we go, let's get some thoughts from our co-host, Nam. Um, Nam, any predictions for the next season? That was Nam. 
Thanks, Tom. Good to have you as always. Jacoby, it's a pleasure to see you. You're my best friend in the world. <laughs> you're, We're you're best my friends. Best friend. Jacoby and I are best forever, friends. Forever. Forever. <laughs> I'm best friend Bill for you. We're best friends. People best are gonna friends. pit us against each other in a challenge. I'll see you next week. Good buddy. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.